0: Jane and I'm Eleanor, and you're listening to the Bygones podcast, the feel rewatch podcast where we discuss every episode through 2018 Eyes. And I must apologise because I, I, at the current time of recording, I have a big old cold coming on, so mm-hmm. if I get gradually more decrepit as <laughs> <laughs> I <in> the episode. <laughs> That's why! <laughs> okay, so. so I try it's... not to sniff too much. Yeah, though. yeah, you
1: you're sure you'll be okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, fine. So what was going on? This is this is the first of the Christmas episodes. Of season yeah, one. so
1: we're on season one, episode ten, "Boy to the World." It Feels weird to be talking about this in the middle of summer. I but. know, like <laughs> it's just mind you, it's not particularly summery outside today. So no, that's true. I mean, it I could mean it's not, be not winter. Snowing either. It's not snowing, but it, it's pretty miserable. Mm. But it was originally aired first of December, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, And around that time I've had to start going with around this time like rather than specific day Okay, because I just I mean last time Yeah, last time I kind of had to do it around that date as well. Yeah, because otherwise we are stuck with things like you know, candle in the wind. Yeah, or for like weeks on end, or <gasps> or like uh, the fifty dollar bill has changed.
0: Like. It just didn't move as quickly. As it <laughs> no, was
1: no. Yeah. So around this time, Perfect Day oh, yeah. was number one in the UK. Like yeah. it was by um, various artists. Various artists for the BBC for children in need.
2: It was a charity it's a single. Need, yeah, yeah, it became yeah. a
1: charity single. It had people like Bono and Bowie and Boyzone. I just remember um, <laughs> Ken and
0: Small from the end people being like, Rich, oh. ah, <laughs> had a small impression.
1: Well done. And also, Goodwill Hunting was released in the US around this time. Did you ever see that? Yeah, but didn't you mention that last time, last episode? No, that was seven years in Tibet and flubber huh. flubber you're thinking of flubber because it's robin Williams. Oh, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah It's yeah. like slightly different yeah slightly different tones yeah hunting is amazing flubber is less amazing <laughs> um yeah great anything else in, going on in the news no that's all i've got for this week okay all right so it's christmas time let's get into the christmas spirit i don't know how better to do that than the opening the Shepard singing yeah. This Christmas by yes. Donny Hathaway um, just a small point at the beginning of the episode as we're talking about music there's so much as you all know from listening to this uh, podcast and watching the show there's so many good music songs, songs yeah. that you'll see that we try and feature a different one at the end of every episode yeah. such that we have decided to package it all off into a nice little playlist little handy Play. Spotify um, playlist. Consider this your Christmas present. Early. Well, uh, your <laughs> Annie McBeal <feel> Christmas <laughs> timeline present. Um, we're collecting all the songs together in a Spotify playlist, so I will include that in the show notes of the podcast, so if you want to have I'm something sorry. to listen to... To get just, you in the mood. Just listen to some listen Annie McBeal yeah? songs. Originals and some bit of original Vonda stuff in there as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, anyway okay. Okay, so Vonda opens by being like, Hang on the mistletoe. I'm gonna let to you know you better this, this Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> But and we get basically there's lots of night shots of Boston and then we get Addy at home and she's in like, her apartment yeah, yeah she's trimming the tree on her own and we get a voiceover where well, she's, she's talking decorating about it, isn't it? yeah that's what trimming the tree means I thought
1: trimming was literal trimming of trees. no
0: trimming the tree is decorating the tree <laughs>
1: I've thought that my entire <laughs> life that trimming the tree meant you were actually trimming the tree
0: I'm pretty sure it means decorating the tree I'm, I'm I don't know why that. you
1: would trim I mean the only reason I've ever had to trim a tree is literally cut the bit at the top so that I can fit the star on, but I always assumed that's what it meant.
0: Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, trimming. Trim the tree. <laughs> that's the Urban Dictionary definition, I didn't know. <laughs> um. It's the act of adding decoration.
1: I always thought it was literal trimming, like you trim hair.
0: No because you have like a trim on clothes as well like an embroidery trim like it's it's adding flourish oh, to something Yeah I'd never thought about it in that way yeah, yeah. okay so yeah, so anyway, really? he's trimming the tree, yeah. and she's, there's, we hear her voiceover talking about how much she loves Christmas and how, you know, it's such a nice time of year because things that bug her during the year don't bug her at that point, and she's talking about how much she enjoys trimming the tree, the star's the best part, and her dad always used to say, as you reach to put the star up, you're really reaching for your own star in life, and at that point... She's reaching so, she, so hard. Isn't on a, she? On a, on she's a on a chair to put the star on the on top, top of the that tree. She collapses, falls off the chair, collapses. <laughs> she sort of bear hugs the tree. <laughs> and The tree like leans into the corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. And, and and at that point the music scratches yeah. and cuts. And then she hears Renee coming in, and, and you just hear <laughs> Ali's voice over going, maybe she won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> and then Renee goes. It's come to this. You're humping the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amazing. And that oh, whole I thing is so it's funny. Hysterical. So funny. And so Ali as well. Yeah, completely. Um, I love it. I laughed hard. But anyway, yeah. she's like, damn it, Renee, help me, me down. down. Um, so Renee like helps her <laughs> yeah. and then gets down, and then they're just sort of laughing about it, and it's quite good natured. Yeah.
1: Um And then Renee's kind of like, isn't it a bit too early to put this tree out? I disagree. It, it's because going to dry out. I'm
0: one of these people that puts the tree up on the first. I, side I of like..
1: i like putting the tree up relatively early.. because we early, tend to go yeah. visit
0: relatives.. Yeah. at christmas.. i'm not there want for want to enjoy christmas, it. Yeah, so i exactly. want to have it up. No, and we had ours up on the 1st of december last year.. and we actually were here for various reasons this christmas.. just gone.. and it didn't.. i think it dried out but the type of variety we got kept its needles for some see I, we.. for the first
1: time last year just gone.. we bought a little fake tree because the year before we got uh we've always had a real tree before yeah but the year like the year before that we got a real tree and when we went to take it down and take it to like the rubbish tip all the pine needles fell off. Yeah. Literally all of them. Yeah. Like and uh, out National
0: Yeah, it like, was oof. like suddenly,
1: yeah. uh, and we broke our hoover trying to get rid of all these pine needles. <laughs> like, it was a complete nightmare and we were like, we're not doing this again. I think because our flat is just, very warm even with
0: you have to keep it topped up yeah yeah. i was watering it the whole time
1: like it wasn't like i forgot about it like i did water it i think our flat just is so even without heating because we don't have our heating on that often but even, like, it was just... Too it, much. Yeah, too much. You were like,
0: let's get a fake right, one. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, she's... Uh, Renee is also concerned about her hoover breaking. And in- yes, <laughs> the pine needles. So, um... Uh, Ali's like, no, I like to enjoy Christmas for a month. And if you wait too long, you don't get the good trees. And that's very true. Yeah. And Renee's kind of surprised that Ali's so into Christmas. Because she's like, oh, it's the loneliest time of year. But Ali's like, no, I've got a plan. I've booked myself solid. And she kind of lists her... Dates that she's kind of. Got
1: she goes, in. I've got dip chin tomorrow night, which I guess we can assume is the salad dressing
0: guy. Well, yeah, because Renee refers to him as Thousand Island face, later <laughs> on. Um, which is really funny. But I think, um, but Ali, interestingly, is talking about how she's already starting to like get the ick, like she's um, not. Yeah, she's not feeling anymore. it. Yeah, and this is when Renee brings up, what does Ali feel about? Because Ali's trying to get Renee to come along with her to the oh, date, yeah. and Renee says bring the little biscuit along and I'll go. Introducing the idea of John Cage as like a romantic. sexual object. Yeah, yeah. Not a sexual object, I suppose. More just a romantic proposition. It, yes. Ali's just kind of like, you and John Cage? She's, she's like, That's like, John weird. Cage? <laughs> and Renee says, a little yuletide catnip might be fun. <laughs> I'm <just>, like, <laughs> loving all of this. Um, and then Ali goes, he's a little weird. And I'm like, Ali, you're one to talk, like, for God's sake. Yeah, because she actually goes,
1: oh, Renee, he's a little weird. And it's like, I don't like you yucking your friends yum, like
0: you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Like I also no, like Ali is also I a know, little weird. Like exactly. who is not weird in some way? Exactly. I just, you know, kettle. Um so then Ali goes to, as she's talking, goes to the drink uh, goes to the fridge to get a drink. Um and she's like, and she says, she says, how has it come to this? We're smart. We're fairly attractive. And Renee's (laughs) like, I'm even hot. (laughs) And she, and so Alex says, so why aren't we with hot men? And I was just like, oh, this is such a narrow definition of what is possible for you. Like, like, what does hot even mean? And even if someone is hot, does that mean that they're a decent human being? Like, why is hot like like, the thing?
1: You know, you've been referring to this guy's dip chin and, and all that kind of thing. Like, he is conventionally attractive looking. Yeah. So even hot men don't do it for you. So yeah. it, it's just, yeah.
0: Anyway, then the doorbell goes and oh, Renee yes. goes, Here they
2: are! Yeah. <laughs> That's <was> funny.
0: <laughs> um, but it's cow singers singing this really, uh, like, I don't know the name of the cow, but it's really mournful. It's like.
2: Christmas tears will deck
0: He's like, excuse us for one second. Because especially because they are
1: really kind of they sing it in the most monotone. It's like they're at a funeral. Yeah, they all look a bit dead-eyed. Like they really don't. They're not your your sort of stereotypical carol singers. But they're both
0: like, is this like a setup? Yeah. Renee's like, no, I was going to ask you the same thing. And then they open the door again, and they're like. just walks off and unplugs the tree because Christmas is clearly like she's not in the mood like not in the mood <laughs> not the mood anymore and Renee's like are we in for a whole month of this holiday crap <laughs> <laughs> and Ali kind of just flops on the sofa like looking a bit annoyed so those carol singers have killed her buzz yeah and that's when we're in titles yeah so
1: into the, the opening credits
0: yeah I, it's funny because I think about Christmas and I do I know what people talk about like the fatigue of the season going on for so long I mean I'm one of those people that loves it I do I yeah. don't ever get tired yeah. of being excited for Christmas for a sustained period but I know yes. some people find it really exhausting Exhausting, and don't even try to not engage with it until like right before yeah Um, yeah but i just think if you're one of those people like ali was proclaiming herself to be at the beginning of the episode who does like it I just feel like one lousy choir session
1: wouldn't, wouldn't just kill your vibe yeah. for the entire. Yeah,
0: like just be like no. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I agree. but maybe it's to do with Ali being, as we mentioned, we've mentioned before, like she's just naturally a pessimist. Yeah, like actually, it doesn't take much for her so, to be like, actually, everything's shit.
1: Yeah, like she is a she is a um, a melodramatic person. So, sure. anytime she can huff, yeah. <laughs> is, is kind of any excuse <laughs> she will.
0: Yeah. So after titles, we're into, um, it's clearly like the weekly meeting because Richard is dividing up. Yeah, the they're in so the there's, office. There's yeah. Richard, Georgia, Billy and John. Ali's not there yet. Um, Richard is sort of divvying up client Christmas parties and saying that we need to kind of, we've been invited to loads, so we're going to split them up. Yeah. And then one last thing is he says you know oh and also just one last thing my uncle kevin died yesterday and everyone's like oh my god and george's so like i'm so sorry yeah. and richard's like brushing it off like oh it's so like, no big oh, deal he was ill um, like, you know it's a it was, blessing and he says bygones um but he, what he says is we're actually ha- we're having a difficulty the reason he's brought it up is we're mm. having a difficulty with the service because apparently it turns out his uncle was a bit of an eccentric person and Richard is trying to explain what the issue is and why he's brought up in the meeting when John interrupts him and says excuse me I'd first like to give pause to absorb his passing can we all just take, take a, a moment? moment to which I was like oh we haven't had John for a couple of episodes yeah. it's nice to have him back and having him taking I... moments <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it's the first time he's done this in the office So yes. he have do it as part of his court routine yes but, but it goes to that's, show that that isn't not a just, performance, yeah, so it's, it's actually not just, how he deals with stuff. Yeah, 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 I mean, Georgia just looks confused and Billy's like playing along. Like, <laughs> what we do. Um, so they all kind of pinch their nose and Richard looks a bit like impatient. He's like, I don't need to be doing this. Like, yeah, it's he's like, like, anyway, anyway, like, great. Right. So the issue and why he's forced it up is that apparently it turns out his uncle, as an eccentric, didn't like short people. And the minister at the church where they're going to have his funeral is not happy with having that feature as part of the memorial um, memorial service. And Richard and his aunt feel that it should be because it was part of him. And Georgia was like, what do you mean he didn't like (laughs) short people? (laughs) Turns out he was bitten by one when he was six <laughs> it resonated, what can I say well anyway, John just says that he's extremely troubled because John, as we know, is not a tall man No, and so he clearly would fall into the category of, of these people that yes. that his uncle was not keen on and at this point, Ali walks in and I was just like, Ali, you just like late for the weekly meeting, like, yeah. you own the joint just swan in, didn't even apologise and yeah, was like, like, like oh, hey. oh, what's going on <laughs> And yeah, because John's asked him to take another moment because he's troubled. Um, And Billy's like, Richard's uncle died, he didn't like short people, John's troubled. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Billy agrees with Richard that he'll talk to the minister and they kind of end the meeting. Yeah. Then we're in the next scene and at court. they're at court, yeah. And uh, is it? Whipper. Whipper. Yeah, Whipper is uh, sitting. Yeah. And Renee and Ali are kind of just sort of chatting, chatting in the room. It's yeah. like between sessions. It's yeah. not in the middle. And Whipper looks up and she sees Ali and she goes, oh, can you come here, please? And Ali's like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and on her voiceover. Yeah. And Whipper says, you know, basically, I'm just calling you because you happen to be there and sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, Yeah. So basically, I need a defender for my last defendant and I'm assigning it to you. The Commonwealth, thank you. (laughs) Um, And Ali's like, um, I'm afraid of criminals, which we've heard before, um, which is hilarious. And I didn't realise that you could, as a lawyer, just be given a random case. No, I guess it must be like. Because she says, like, we're out of public defenders, so I guess we're out of DAs or like people. I don't know how the legal system works in America. And I don't know if it's any different to here. Because I know if you get arrested for a crime in this country, you will have like standard legal counsel that's just given to you, or you can pay to have like the best lawyer lawyer, or whatever lawyer. But I didn't know that if you just didn't, if there were just no like. I don't know, publicly available ones that some random private lawyer could just be given the case. But, but it, it would be pro bono, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. but I didn't know that as a Lawyer, no, you could I just be know. suddenly handed I one, you have to do
1: it. I guess you serve the court, don't you? So I suppose you have to. I yeah, i think if a judge asks yeah. you to do it, I think you're kind of obligated to do it
0: anyway. Yeah. Um, she's like, Here you go, and um, Whipper kind of goes, Uh, you may be a of criminals, but just suck it up. Like, yeah, um, the person you're defending is Stephanie Grant, it's the solicitation, and you know start working on it basically set up a conference um and as she's talking stephanie kind of walks in with she's kind of cuffed with the police or security or someone she seems to be in like a cocktail sort of type dress but i wouldn't say it was hugely (sighs) i don't know what i imagine um sex workers to wear but i wouldn't think she'd look out of place in like a Bar downtown, no, Do you know what no, I mean? Like yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. something that I'd think, oh, that's clearly a sex worker. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. but she does look very shy and very oh, yes. scared. Yes, so she doesn't look like a hardened, you know, person that's no. been through the mill. Um, so Ali's clearly also nervous with her because she doesn't.. as we say she's uh, afraid of criminals and she's yes. like.. you know.. she's explained to Stephanie what happens now so she's like they're gonna take you back to lock up for a bit while I meet with the probation just don't mm-hmm. talk to anybody there. then.. Um, and Stephanie's like okay and gets taken away. Yeah. At which point, Renee runs up and tells her who the DA is. She's been finding some stuff out for Ali. Because she yeah. was there when she got given it. And she was like, it's his further, third offence. He's gonna ask that he do some time. And Ali's like, he? He, What he? he? And Renee's like, she's a boy. Stephanie is a Stephen. And this is why I want to throw in my... Oh, <laughs> This is exactly right So That's
1: my first time we've
0: had that happen. Oh, great. I'm so glad. My guns first. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so, yeah. So I mean, I assume it's the same as mine. So basically, I make a list, and we will point it out as we go through the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Nearly everyone, I think, involved with Stephanie mm-hmm. refers to her as a boy. Yes. At some point. Yes. Well, the title of the, the episode, episode is, boy is Boy to the boy World. And even when she's made it explicitly clear, if it's not implicitly clear by the way she dresses and refers to herself, and and calls refers herself, to herself. Stephanie yeah. that she wants.. she's a.. she believes herself to be female or wants to be identified as, as female. female. yet everyone insists and insists insists on calling yeah. her he throughout. Yes, yeah. like here we've had.. renee.. renee's the first one to do it but yeah. i think throughout we get richard, ali, john, um.. whipper and someone else that I don't want to bring up because we've not got to it yet. But yeah. like, and
1: it, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, Ugh! this dead naming and outing of a trans person using the wrong pronouns. It, so it all, all indicates that they do not accept her at all as a, as a, a girl or a woman. Because I mean, at this point, isn't Stephanie... She is she nineteen. I She's quite young. Call,
0: uh, we may get to the point where we explain her their a, her age even. Yeah. But, um, but they clearly don't accept a trans person's self identification. No, they're. they're just, it's almost like they're like you, you. You can't just decide that you're a woman. You're a boy. And yeah. It's like, what yeah. Hell? And and I just it, it. I mean, it's
1: one of those things where you know it is that thing of this was the nineties. White guy. Like yeah. this was a normal reaction to have, and to be honest, I don't know that it's much better in today's I society. Think it is.
0: Yeah, but but I think people just, are still confused yeah. about the etiquette, for want yeah. yeah. of a better word. Yes. people aren't educated no or just they're not even looking to educate themselves
1: yeah and the thing is is that it's important because so important objective uh, like uh, yeah dead naming outing trans people using the wrong pronouns like these these things can be lethal to a trans person because if you're surrounded by people that are telling you that we don't accept you you feel for who you don't you are. belong in the world you yeah you feel like you don't belong and that is hugely detrimental to someone's mental health but also it's dangerous because they uh, trans people are at such high risk of having violence done to, to them, them. Yes. because they are trans so outing someone is uh, as a trans person it's absolutely horrific is is so dangerous. It's, a, it's an act of violence. Yeah. Because you are putting them in a, in a potentially... you don't know who's going to overhear you. In your and, yeah. and you don't know how they're going to take it. And frankly, there are some really dangerous people in the world.
0: But it's also... Um, it's, it's shocking to me that I don't think that... I mean, we'll see as we go through the episode how people's attitudes are... I think all of the cajun fish associates see themselves somewhat as an ally to stephanie mm, yeah. they want to help her they like her yeah Yet they do some really damaging things they, yeah, in they their do. treatment of they them. do and it's that's what's shocking to me is that even people who saw themselves as allies yes yes completely were, were behaving this way yes
1: completely and i think like i say i'm not i think in i think if you've got an interest in understanding these issues better then you'll understand you know you you will have an understanding of of you know the the best sort of like you say etiquette to go about yeah yeah but i think that there are plenty of people who just don't give a shit couldn't care less it's very sad like because i mean did you hear about recently here on channel four Gender Quake, did you hear
0: yes, about that? Yes, I did, yeah. There was a series, it was a series of programmes that Channel 4 did recently. Yeah. They had like a whole, you know, they do seasons, Se- seasons of, of, one of a particular topic. This yeah. was around gender. Yeah,
1: and they did, I didn't watch it, and no, frankly, I, I don't want to watch it because it didn't sounds watch it. hugely problematic. Like they had a uh like a debate thing with like Germ- jermaine greer yeah and i think catelyn jenner was there yes, and yeah. um another trans woman was there yeah and apparently when the trans women were speaking there was an audience member or even a couple of audience members i don't know who would be heckling them going man penis like, oh God, it's and it's just
0: like, and, that you, and, and they weren't that removed, they weren't
1: removed from the audience. And not only
0: let it happen, but give it a platform. Yeah,
1: and like, it's just like, you don't want to have a debate. No. Not not that someone's humanity should be up for debate at all. No. But you, you just, it's just horrific. It sounded horrible. There were some
0: problems with the choice of Caitlyn Jenner. Generally, is the the spokesperson for trans trans people people. because I think that is. I mean, she's really as as trans people go. She's one of the more privileged ones. Yes. And there's that's not telling a real. You know, I would say the average experience of a trans person. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the whole thing sounded problematic. Yes. Um, anyway, so so I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes. I knew you Can we just say, also,
1: <laughs> that um, Stephanie Grant is played by yes, Wilson can.
0: Cruz. Yes, yes, I who, love it. Who
1: is now in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yes, he
0: is. As
1: uh, Dr. Hugh Colbert, I think yes. is, is the name. But he was I, also... I just started watching it and it, okay, it's right. really good, yeah. He
0: was also in Party of Five. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. Which I know him from, and this episode, yes. was the most. But um, he's wonderful, he's and he's so, so good in good this. In this. Yeah. so good. So, so yeah. Ali is given the news by Renee Annie that um, she's a trans yeah. uh, uh, uh lady, and um, and she's—I would say—she looks surprised. But not disgusted. No, so, she's just which like would, be, oh. would have been probably a common reaction yes, at that time yeah. to be like, but yeah. like she was just like, huh. Yeah, okay. I didn't see that, but no. fine. And so then we're on to the next scene, which is basically Richard and Billy have gone to meet with the Reverend, and this the Reverend. It's the first time we see Reverend Mark, who becomes oh, yeah, a recurring character. He is, yeah. And he's saying, you know, I don't normally try and censor or edit eulogies, you know, but I can't let you do this, I can't let you just have at it with small people you know, and Billy's like, look, you knew his uncle, like, his life was eccentric, I feel like we should be able to acknowledge that in some way Mm -hmm. but the the reverend Stanley is like, you know, I can't let you you know, allow you to use this church as a platform, and Richard's argument is, my uncle helped to Build, build this harvest. church, he put a lot of investment into it, both well, kinds of things. Well,
1: that that basically, this church has benefited from his distaste of short people because he left yeah. a previous church because the minister there was short yeah. and came to this church yeah and in the yeah. uh, you know by doing that ended up you know giving a lot of I money think it's to a bit this church. No
0: taste for Richard to throw money into it. It's yeah. like uh, it's like just because say what if he was racist because they bring that up as well yeah They're they like, do uh, yeah. yeah it's you can't just let people get away with stuff just because, just because they have money yeah thrown it at the situation yeah and and the reverend says that he's like you know i know my board knows what money's at stake at stake but this is bigotry and yeah. i'm like yeah, I really, yeah i'm on your side just yeah. Reverend Buck. <laughs> yeah so the next scene we have ali meeting with stephanie at the courthouse yeah um, and she's basically explaining to stephanie what her options are yeah so she's saying you know if you you plead guilty it's your best chance at a reduced sentence but you you would still need to go to jail. And Stephanie looks kind of absolutely horrified at the thought of prison. She's really, um, she's clearly vulnerable and um, young young and nervous and you know you just take one look at her and her demeanor and you just think she wouldn't last no she wouldn't have a chance and ali's just kind of like well i could ask for county jail which i guess is like a favorable option as far as jail go i don't know know. Um, but she says but you've got two previous convictions so either way you slice it we are looking at jail time and and stephanie's like well what's the other way you said there were two sides yeah and and ali was like well your other option is we could plead not guilty and try and win on the elements but the problem is that you solicited an undercover cop and with the two priors i really think it's a long shot of winning. yeah. and she- definitely just looks crestfallen. oh she just looks so, so upset. her face just crumples. Scared, like, um, and, and ali's like you know and if you lost trying to plead not guilty that's more jail time, time than you would if you pleaded yeah, guilty. guilty. yeah. so i mean it's really not looking good for stephanie, stephanie at, all, at all. which is very sad. yeah. So then we have a new scene, scene at home uh, in, with Renee. Yeah. And um, Renee's putting on some hand cream and it's all quite cosy in their house, I noticed. Yeah. There's like fairy lights on because it's Christmasy yeah. time. And Ali's asking Renee to loose the file. I know. <laughs> Bless her. I mean, all of this, fine. But I was like, is this? Legit No, no like you, you can't, can't legit. Do. I think so no. like, I'm sure she's semi joking, but she does kind of keep going with it at the yes. point where I'm like, Okay, stop joking now. This is yes. not how justice gets done. <laughs> <laughs> but Ali's like, I don't ask for much <laughs> and Renee's like I can't lose the file and she and basically Ali's like you should have seen ugh. she says you should have seen his face and again this is like Yeah and he, like, his I've, all of this. Yeah, stuff.
1: I've seen his face. He's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, and it's just like, Ugh. yeah.
0: <laughs> she is gorgeous, but um, yes. yeah. But Renee's like, I can't lose the file, even though Ali f- says, "Oh, tell another joke." Yeah. <laughs> last week, the last episode. But anyway, Ali's like, you know, this the boy needs help, is what she says. Yeah. He, he is the most fragile person living in the harshest of worlds, and I agree with the sentiment. But I really wish she would just used the correct perno- Pronouns. Yes. But she then says, "He's obviously not, not well,", well. which like, I was like, oh really. Dear. <laughs> i just i this is in uh, It's. Uh, i just uh, i don't know we uh, we'll have to get into yeah. i think that we probably should come back to this a bit later yeah. when we have the professionals come in yeah and talk to her yes, but, um, yes. yeah so yeah clearly there's some problematic attitudes about yeah, why much. stephanie is yeah what she very is. much so they have a, a new uh, scene and it's, um, Ali is uh, getting out of the taxi on the wrong side of town yeah, it's <laughs> there's clearly. a lot of neon <laughs> a lot of
1: sirens, like it's yeah. a rough Boston street and Ali's getting out of a taxi and you see Stephanie, well in... she
0: knocks on the door yeah. and Stephanie's in her flat and, flat and doing something
1: knot. with a sewing machine, and a she's machine sewing machine. and
0: she's not got her wig on, no, um, and when she hears the knock at the door and Ali's like it's Ali, she's like wait one second and she, she puts, puts her wig Gone. so yeah. she's clearly like not comfortable no being i don't not presenting herself as a, a woman I yeah. Suppose. yeah so um, and that for me is like it's more than just transvestitism it's yes. like transgender yes. do you know yes. what i mean yeah so ali comes in she's like oh i'm really sorry to intrude but I've, I've had this brainwave. i think um clearly it's happened as she was talking with renee because renee uh she cut off that conversation to go and jump in this taxi yes. so ali was like i've been doing research for the last hour and she's about to sort of c- carry on but then she gets distracted because she sees all this all the garments that stephanie's yes. making and she's like these are amazing like what are they and stephanie's like i made them and ali Annie pulls like, oh one out and like it looks like a like a wedding white, white dress yeah. um and she's like you made this and stephanie's like wouldn't i be a beautiful bride and it's like prancing around yeah. and like having fun ali's like you should do this like as a Thing, like yeah, like the, money yeah, out of it. yeah. And Stephanie's like, if only I could catch a husband, like yeah. you know, they're just having like nice little girl talk, I suppose yes, the best yeah. Thing. And then Ali says, them, Oh, if you go to prison, you'll have time to be a wife. And then she's like, <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, I, I wish they like, put like the, you know, the foot in mouth. In mouth but they didn't Like they had that to hand (laughs) and they didn't use it and then she says i have a way with freudian slips and i was like that wasn't a freudian slip that was just a really (laughs) bad joke and then but then stephanie is like amazingly gracious and says so do i i'm wearing one
1: i know i (laughs) love it i
0: love her anyway so then Annie gets back to the point she thinks she's figured there might be a way for them to avoid jail. jail And she thinks it's a long shot, but basically it would be an insanity defence. Um. Um, and Stephanie's like, what, what do you mean insanity? And, she's, and, and to be fair to Ali, she absolutely prefaces this entire conversation saying that this is a legal strategy and she is absolutely not here suggesting that Stephanie is insane. Okay, so mm. I was pleased that she said that at yeah. the very top because it's it's true at that time and it, I don't know if it's changed but that was the way the law worked yeah. it's a legal strategy and Stephanie's like well what's, what do you mean what's the insanity Yeah, and apparently there's a fetish which is called transvestite fetishism and Annie thinks that they can categorise it as a mental disorder and this is where I've got a note that says like the law is fucked up because if the only way to defend her client is making out like Having gender fluidity is uh, it's like spectrum type behaviour is a form of madness. Like, what mm. the hell?
1: And I actually looked up transvestite fetishism because I was like, but what does that actually mean? Because does this actually, like, is, yeah? And it, it says that it's when a person, man or woman, is sexually aroused by the act of cross-dressing. And I'm like, I'm not getting the impression
0: no. that Stephanie
1: is aroused by the fact that but she's the wearing a dress. But the reason they think
0: they can argue that is, A, because it's their limited understanding and, I think, society's fear of anything mm. that's not heteronormative. Yeah. But because I think, basically, they're conflating the fact that she's uh, doing sex work as yes. the as the sexual element of right. that fetish. Right, yeah. Because they think they can tie the two together in that it's argument. So... But I'm just like, it just shows, certainly at that time, and as you say, I don't think things have changed that much, this deep-seated societal fear and stigma of every, anything that's not heteronormative. It's a complete it's lack, lack of understanding. Complete lack of understanding. Because I think,
1: uh, and we'll get there, but there are there is a reason why Stephanie... Is a sex worker, mm. and we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it exactly. isn't. It isn't because she it's is, is transgender. Yeah. It, well, it isn't because that she's uh, that she can't help herself.
0: Oh no. From yeah.
1: seducing men on the street like no, that. It's that not a compulsion. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. not a compulsion.
0: Well, anyway, so but, she's come up like this is the thing that Ali's come up with, and yes. to be fair to her, she's. I really do get the vibe that she just she just wants to do the best for her client. She sees she how vulnerable she wants to just get, wants not have ha- not going jail. to jail, yeah. Um, which you know is an admirable thing. But Stephanie's clearly really deep taking it badly. Yeah, she gets up
1: as you can. She
0: sort of rises and she understand. says, "You know, you mean like I'm sick? I've got to get up and say that I'm sick. I'm. I'm I don't want to do. that. I don't want to say I'm sick." She looks horrified.
1: Like, and she says the reason I left home is because everybody, everybody called, called me sick. And I
0: was just like, oh, bless her.
1: That's why I left Ohio and that broke my heart. It absolutely I broke my like, heart.
0: Oh, Stephanie. And Ali, but Ali tries to like, bring it, because her job is She's to like bring big, her back and picture. be like, the goal is avoiding yeah. jail. And you know, and Stephanie's like, do you think they'll let me go if I say that? And Ali was like, again, it's a long shot, but I think it's the best chance that you've got. You know, at least think it over, it's really all we have. And I know Ali is just Trying to help, but my god, it's just a horribly sad I mean, situation. It's the, it's, the,
1: it's the institution that are putting her in this this situation. Give
0: her that as her only way out. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that, that definitely ends sure. the conversation by saying sure, as in yeah, well, I'll agree to think about it. And she puts on this feather boa and goes, "I'm open-minded." I know. <laughs> just like, oh, you're so um, adorable. Yeah, I know. <sighs> oh, so anyway, right. um, next she's scene. Just, yeah, so well, I was just gonna say sorry. she's adorable and she's just like precious. I love her. Yeah, no, she I she's... want to wrap her up in a feather bow and take her home. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so..
1: yeah, next scene, we're in court and, um.. Richard versus the reverend. Yeah, so the judge is kind of..
0: Can I just mention, the judge is played by Armin Shimmerman, who is Principal Schneider in Buffy.
1: Oh my god, I completely missed that! Yeah! holy crap how did i miss that i don't
0: know um, i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. watch because yes. i can't believe i but he basically he's basically wow. saying you know um i appreciate anything original but this takes it to the next level so he's really yes. like not impressed with yeah. this uh, case as it as it currently stands so billy's trying to argue that basically he was a bigot he was in part a bigot um against short people certainly but it was it was who he who he was and the opposing counsel that's arguing for the red is saying you know but my client doesn't need to give him a pulpit to, to celebrate, celebrate it, it. And it's interesting because this is talking about whether or not we give like the difference between free speech and giving a platform to hate speech yeah i see a big parallel with some of the stuff that you get these days around yes. um giving a platform to kind of alt-right voices yes. and stuff like that Yeah. And Billy's trying to argue by saying, you know, Mr Fish isn't looking to endorse the bigotry, Mm -hmm. he just wants to offer the perspective and the judge says, look, I'm all for free speech, but why should I be forcing the judge, the, the church to be a forum for it? And Billy says, well, because this was his church. And then the judge says, Um, But we tend towards restricting against bigotry. Have you noticed the rash of civil rights laws? Mm. And I was like, I don't like use of the word rash. Like, like they're an annoyance. Do you know what I mean?
1: And then Billy says, civil rights laws identify suspect classes. Which, first of all, are really... uh, Suspect classes? Who came up with that term? Like, I am not a suspect class simply because... Do you know what I mean? Like, that just felt like a real, like, clearly a man man. has come up. A white straight man has come up with this term for, you know, troublemakers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it goes, first it was race, then came religion. Came religion. Like, crept up on Yeah, next it was gender. Now we're up to sexual orientation. But the uh, and uh, yeah, it's just that thing of like They keep coming. Co- for all <laughs> these people <laughs> that aren't wet, white
0: straight men they keep coming <laughs> for <it>. us.
1: <laughs> but it's just that. How many more will we have <laughs> to accept aliens? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that thing of like, oh, first these whiners, then those whingers, and now these crybabies. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. it's just like oh fuck off. Like and yeah, just the fact I'd I'd love to know where the phrase suspect classes comes from. Is that an actual legal term or is that a Billy term? well, right. I don't know
0: but the, the opposing counsel makes the point that we were saying earlier like, what if he hated blacks? And, and Billy's like, what if? this political correctness thing is out of control! first we say you can't act with prejudice that's fine, I'm like, oh well, how gracious of you, Billy <laughs> and then he says, then we say you can't have prejudices and now we're saying you can't even talk about another's prejudice this isn't civil rights, your honour, it's censorship and I'm like, no, Billy, it's just not giving hate speech a platform and also.. And that's, that's not the same as free I mean..
1: this.. this note I've got here is something that does come up within the episode. But my query is like.. why do you want to talk at someone's funeral about..
0: The things they hated.
1: Yeah. Like.. the fact I that mean, they I mean I guess Richard's
0: point of view is the fact that it was such a big part of him and his personality that they have to acknowledge it in some way. But the thing is, from what we see at the end of the episode, yeah. they don't just acknowledge it. No, it's they not don't. like a footnote. Like oh, by the way, he hates yeah, short people. No, not at all. It's like the thrust of the entire thing. Yes. Yeah,
1: so. Yeah.
0: Yeah problematic. yes. <laughs> so next scene. We're, we're in the unisex. in the
1: unisex.
0: And, and we see the outside of the stalls, don't we? there's like a yeah, pan yeah. of like two feet next to each other. then we see one set of feet climb onto the seat and then the shot changes and we see john has climbed to the top of the toilet and is looking over at the other stall into the yeah. alley which freaks her out and she like jumps off the toilet and is on the floor like ah what the hell's going on yeah and i was like no like don't do no. that
1: <laughs> john no i can't imagine how i mean i would react the same way if someone did that to me
0: But yeah and <laughs> it's like horrified. what about my privacy yeah and john's like you've been in there for 20 minutes and I'm, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, if she's been in there for 20 minutes, doesn't mean you've suddenly got carte blanche to, like, invade that space. Yeah,
1: you just go, Ali. Yeah. Like, you don't just climb over and take a peek.
0: <laughs> anyway, they come out of the stores together and John's saying, you know, I suspected it was about solitude and not because I thought you were on the toilet. Yeah. And um, I'm like, even so. Doesn't like, matter. She's yeah. decided to be solitude. But he's asking if she's alright. And um, Ali's like, I don't know. And then she says, not to dig into your past with cool girls, but did you ever defend a sex offender? And John gets nervous and is like, da 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 da. But the da, thing da. is,
1: I was like, yes, because you were there. Yeah. You were there when Renee, like. Was wh- like, this what
0: episode was that? Is a prostitute. Yeah, what
1: was that? The promise? That was the promise. The promise. Yeah, it was yeah. the promise. I was like, yes, he has.
0: And, over there. and you were there! <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's true, <laughs> actually.
0: Actually, yeah, and that was yeah, maybe and I think I said this uh last episode as well. I think some of these episodes were like out of order. Like maybe the promise uh, was meant to happen after this, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Because anyway, yeah Um so so yeah, John gets sort of nervous and um says, you know, sometimes I find it best not to hear the question, <laughs> and, and basically, Ali then says, "My prostitute client, she's really a he," and I was like, mm, "No." Yeah. <laughs> um, but she said she basically goes through her um, thought process in terms of this insanity defense. defense, and she says, "I found this fetishism thing, and part of it is the compulsion to attract men. This kid doesn't know what or who he is. He's alone in a new city." And he's out on the streets at night to make his rent. I mean, some of these statements are really, uh really like reaching, I would well,
1: say. Well yeah, because I was just like, how do you know? Has she said she doesn't know who she is? Yeah. Like, cause Stephanie seems to me I feel like that's no assumption. Yeah, like Stephanie doesn't seem to be any do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just kind of like I she seems pretty
0: clear, clear, on clear what about she, it's all you guys yeah that are like <laughs> hmm, no you know what i mean anyway john's advice is to just get him to a him again john yeah. is on my objection list and get him to an objo- uh, ob- ob- objection <laughs> no get him to a psychologist yes and and he's basically like you know if you have if you manage to get any diagnosis of some kind of mental dysfunction you've got a chance um, yeah sanity yeah um, and i was like okay great so then we have billy and richard are walking into richard's office. Um, and Richard is pushing for Billy to, like, file a legal brief and Billy's yes. pushing back because he's like, look, we've, I've, we've gone far enough. Uh, I think, you know, we've, we've gone to court, the, we've made the argument and the judge, the judge said, you know, and he's just kind of saying, you know, why do you want to push this? This isn't a tribute. You're saying that he hated short people. That's like trashing him. And they're like, start arguing. And in the end, yeah. Richard oh. absolutely snaps. And he basically says, you up! So
2: this is what he wanted billy this is what he wanted and don't ever accuse him of not wanting it
0: and there is huge subtext here i mean i think it's the first time we see such strong emotion well yeah i think it's it's like all this whole episode so far he's been like acting like he's fine about his uncle dying it's just being his kind of organise. typical
1: flippant yeah <laughs>
0: But it's clear that this man dying has affected him deeply and the reason why he's going all in on this, having to represent this part of him, I think, is because he's just, I mean, you know, he's like, don't accuse me of not caring. I I do care and I want to do his wishes justice and this is the last thing that I can do do for him. him. Um, And we get a little bit more later about why he cares so much i mean billy's face just goes sort of sad because i think it's the first time he's seen richard Be show so, such emotion yeah so um raw about something yeah yeah so yeah so that was uh subtext yes um so in the next scene we have this wonderful piano music and i looked it up and it's um a i vonda, love
1: this song. it's a vonda original yeah, song i know Sophie. i've got it i love yeah. it yeah <laughs>
0: because we've got neon body piercing signs like, yeah. <laughs> um, but Stephanie is basically wandering the streets and Annie finds her and says just says you'll die this way She thought it was a nice opening gambit <laughs> like, <laughs> ominous um, and Stephanie's like, oh, how did you find me? You know, how did you know I was going to be here? Um, and Ali says, you weren't at the, your apartment and the combat zone isn't so big. And I was like, is combat zone like a known phrase for a part of Boston? Or is she just making some kind of weird- I don't know. Giving it a weird- giving like, downtown like, like a weird yeah. word. I'm yeah, that's I don't know. But anyway, Ali basically says we've got to go and see a psychologist and get a medical opinion before we go to court. Um, And I've arranged for a doctor to come to the house. Yeah. And Stephanie just sort of turns to Ali and says, why are you doing all of this? Like... All the last lawyers that I've ever had spent like two minutes on me. Yeah. It's like, why do you care? And Ali says, honestly, I want the wedding dress. Yeah. And, but they, but they're it's just a really sweet moment because I don't think Stephanie's for a long time had anyone pay take an uh, an interest, an interest, and in a I'm care. Yeah. Like and and above
1: all, like Ali, like she is she she does do things wrong. In 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 a lot of respects, but she she does care, yeah. And I think Stephanie can sense that.
0: She's trying to achieve the right outcome for her, for her, yeah, and the best outcome for her welfare. She's going about it in a slightly problematic way. I think mostly because it was the nineties and she doesn't uh, yes. know much better, yeah. yeah um, but anyway, they 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 kind of laugh and they walk off together and there's a police car that crawls past them and they both sort of nervously look at it because I think Ali's probably worried that they'll try and arrest her but yeah. they're together so yeah. it's clearly she saved her from that. So they walk off um, and then they're at Ali and Renee's house and Renee and Ali are in the corridor just talking yeah. and Renee says what about you and the doughboy?" and she's referring to John Cage <laughs> and I'm like don't call him a doughboy. like John's like he's not a buff guy, and he's short, but he, I wouldn't say he's like fat. No, but
1: isn't it? Is it? I'm I'm guessing it's a, a reference riff to, to the biscuit. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I, I mean think I just think is. of the
0: Pillsbury boy. Yeah, no, I did. A bit like I a did American biscuit. I yeah. don't know. Anyway um.. but she's.. she.. Renee's gonna make the point that she sees that Ali and John might be a good fit because they both circle the earth in similar orbits. yeah.. yeah. (laughs) and as they're chatting about that, um.. Stephanie and what we assume is the psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever come out of the room and they're like, oh are you finished? and Stephanie's like, yeah I guess so. and then the psychologist asks to speak to Ali. yeah. So, um, I like, fine, I'll be right back. And they go into a side room away from Renee and Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah. So the psychologist says the good news is you've got something to, that you can take to court. And the bad news is that he, even the psychologist uses mm. he. I'm like, if the person who's medically trained... Who's supposed to
1: have a better... To understand, understand
0: your... You know, mental health issues can't even get the pronouns right. Then what help is there for anyone I know, else? I
1: know. Uh, it's so sad, but so yeah, 90s. they they she turns around and says, "He's a pretty messed, He's up, a kid. Pretty me- messed up kid," and, and she was yeah. like, "I can support the fetishism." which I'm like, okay, I think he may also suffer from gender dysphoria. And I was
0: like, suffer? He only su- She only suffers with it because society says that it's something that must be something to be suffered. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well,
1: because society can't accept it.
0: Yeah. Um, so Well, Ali asks what gender dysphoria actually is. And yeah. the psychologist says, basically, um, She's more like a woman, although he doesn't say that. But one sure diagnosis I can give you is that he's hugely confused. And I was like, how fucking Path- patronising. Patronising, yeah, I
1: know. Okay, so she's like, Ali's like, were well, you going to court with me? And she's like, of course. Um, though I can't say there's any legal insanity. He knows what he was doing out on those streets.
0: <sighs> yeah, so, I mean... I I think I mean I just I'm just absolutely shocked that as the med the the person representing the medical profession mm. on this show has such problematic. But well, it is
1: it is the time. I think it is just society evolves slowly, and I think that our understanding can evolve slowly as well. And I think only really I, I'd say. No, the last five years, maybe I've had a better understanding of. I mean, you know, we're both cisgendered women. Uh-huh. I'm not going to sit here and claim I understand all the issues trans people oh, face. Like, I just uh, and yeah, there are still things I don't, I don't quite understand. But I am willing to do the work and listen and to to people and their experiences. Yeah, and form a better understanding that way but i think i really think things like i really think things like the internet and podcasts and and all that kind of thing that that amplify independent media yeah amplify people's voices that wouldn't necessarily be heard otherwise that has gone a long way to helping people who otherwise maybe wouldn't have access to a transgender community understand what the issues are but it's just
0: like this poor and i, I just kid. think
1: back then there just would have been nothing but this there poor just kid would have been has, no just been by
0: everyone like their whole family and any friends they may have had in their hometown it's why they've come to boston they've yeah. been, she, she's been run out of town essentially yeah. in ohio where she's from yeah she's got I assume no real. Well, she doesn't mention any qualifications or any schooling no. that's been completed, no. so she can't work. Well, you it's don't difficult for her it's, to but I get think, a job. I, I think, as a as a transgender woman.
1: Yes, it's difficult. Well, I mean, I think she has a slightly better advantage than other transgender women in terms of she passes. She does pass for a woman, like in in a way that. A lot of transgender women don't. Yeah, I know, and, I know and, you mean... And that can be... Because if if Renee had not gone over to Ali and Ali said, wouldn't have known. No, yeah. Ali would have just assumed Stephanie was who she presented herself as.
0: But that's almost like... Uh, you know, that's just luck rather than anything else. Yeah, it is. It really is. And maybe a bit more educational or care or something that, you know, she's interested in making herself look nice. And just because you're transgender doesn't mean that you're really into makeup or really into... No, not at all. And Um, I think it can be really... Like, it can be really hard it's to you feel move like through like you're the not... world that way. Exactly, because yeah. society is telling you constantly, you do not belong. This world is not made not for people you. like you. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly we see that's it impacted Stephanie's life. And as you say, she's got some some advantages over she, others. Yeah, yeah not many. not many. But, yeah. No, not at all. Because I think, and I uh,
1: will get to this bit later, but I think... The, the, they <sighs> yeah, like, as soon as you are outed as a trans person, that's it. You, you can't move through the world in, in an easy way at all.
0: And this whole vilification of her because she's chosen sex work as a way to make a living. But this
1: is the thing, and I want to get back to this.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I yes she has and there's a good reason for it yeah and we'll see it yeah we'll yeah. see why
0: okay so right well let's pause on that yeah. so so basically she comes out of this sort of sidebar with the psychologist back into the kind of living area and stephanie's having fun with renee and saying like with you it's cheeks and eyes bring out those eyes girl you don't have to touch your lips look at these but like really complimenting yeah, renee yeah. and like fawning over her and yeah she, you can tell she loves fashion and beauty and that yes, kind of subject yes, matter. Like she's, yeah. and she's clearly got a flair for it yeah you know what she's I mean? clearly like, like she got she a great eye for it and, like, yeah can talk about Renee and uh and Hallie's like oh how did you learn so much about this and Stephanie's like oh please people wear clean underwear in case they're hit by a car they don't want to be seen as dirty with me all I cared about was my face I used to pray if I get hit by a bus don't let it be without makeup, and I'm like, I ah, here you go. Like, well, like, funny. I gotta go to my grave pretty.
1: <laughs> well, it cracked me up because she was like, You know how most people wear clean underwear in case they get run over by a car? They don't want people to think they're dirty. I was like, No, I wear clean underwear because the alternative's fucking disgusting. <laughs> like, I know.
0: Like, but it that never a, crosses no, my that mind. That is like an old wives' sort of saying, like things that get passed down. To them yeah. Sometimes. Like they're like, Oh, make sure in case you get hit by a bus, you don't want to have like. Dirty underwear. Yes, like, what? what else would I be wearing? <laughs> I know, I know. But she, yeah, they're just, uh, I just thought she was great. And then, yes. uh, so then she sort of sasses Ali because she's like, let me see your teeth. And Ali kind of bears her teeth. And she's like, coffee drinker. I can bleach them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought and she, was really funny.
1: Great, okay. <laughs> Another person to rip it out of me.
0: But it's all very good natured. It is. Life it fun, very yeah. much is, yeah. Um, I didn't notice what the psychologist was doing in this, like, fun moment after she just <laughs> back but anyway so then we're at the office and Elaine is organising Christmas decorations she's like just dismissed the wreath yeah this huge Christmas wreath <laughs> which yeah. looks amazing and, yeah, she's, and like, she's like oh too green too green and Georgia is there and she's like Christmas is green yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then she says to Elaine I think it would be your favourite colour no, meaning I, I, envy yeah. and I was like that's really harsh Georgia there's no need for that yeah um, But anyway, Elaine, like, brushes it off and she's like, our office is dominated by blue and it goes poorly with green. And then Billy comes in and says, oh, good morning, Billy. I love your tie. Then in Richard's office, Richard is there with Whipper. Yeah. And he's basically running this whole reverend, church, uncle, short people thing past Whipper. Yeah. um, And, you know, how would you rule? As a judge. And, you know, Whipper's basically saying, if you let... The you know if you do that on a platform in a forum that's celebrating his life it's basically endorsing his view. Yes. And Richard's like he ate caterpillars. He dyed his ear hair. He disliked short people. He was a kook. It should be said that he and he wanted it said more to so the point. And then Whipper gets to the point. Yeah. She's like. Why are you obsessing are you about this? this? Yeah, is it easier than grieving for him? At which I was like, Yes, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Whipper was like, yeah, And head. then Whipper says, You were closer to him than your dad, which is interesting because we don't get a lot of Richard's backstory. No, we don't, um, and we get some more in some future episodes, yeah. but anyway. Um, <laughs> and Richard goes, What's the point? <laughs> yeah, um, and Whipper's like, The point. Well, there is none, and Richard was like he was ill for so long. It's a blessing that he finally died. And Whipper's like, yeah, but I think basically Whipper hits the nail on the head completely. Like he, Uh, Richard
1: finds you are throwing yourself into a fight because it's easier to concentrate on fighting the church. Well, than and it's also interesting deal with your grief. Well,
0: it's it's a a symptom of toxic masculinity Mm. to a certain extent. Richard feels like he. I think he finds it difficult to show emotion. Be vulnerable. And to be vulnerable mm. for various reasons that we'll uncover as we learn more about his character. But it's clear he's not one to just cry at the drop of a hat. No, do you know what I mean, he no. gets angry rather than cries. Yeah. Which is a very toxic masculinity yeah, yeah. sort of symptom. And here, instead of letting himself feel sad, he's yeah. like fighting a fight. Yeah, yeah. He's creating a fight. Yeah. to sort of a fight. Um, and... You know, Whipper calls it. Yeah, that's completely. Him. She knows him. So, so then we're in Ali's office, and Stephanie and Ali are having a fight, basically. Yeah. Stephanie comes in and says, "I've, I've changed, changed my, my mind. mind. I'm not going to say that I'm a freak because I'm not sick." And she kind of pulls her wig off, which I think, to me, I get the feeling that's a pretty big deal. Yeah.
1: Well, she For goes, her. "I'm not sick." This, and she like points to her clothes. Doesn't. She's like, yeah. "This doesn't make me sick." And then she pulls off her wig, and she's like, "This doesn't make me a freak." And, like, storms the other side of the just storms into, a like, corner of the room. Yeah. Like, clearly. Really, I just, oh, uh, My heart so goes well. out for her. Like, Wilson Crows, like...
0: <laughs> totally, totally. It's, you know, you're, my eyes were swimming, with yeah, yeah. And Ali sort of, bless her, goes, you know, you, goes up to her and says, you asked me last night why I was doing this. I'm doing this because when I look at you, I see a great kid. But I see a kid who needs help and you need to let people help you, and so start with me, trust me Stephanie, and I will keep you out of jail, but you have to trust me, and she really means it, but it's so sad how she has to do it, you know, how, that she has to portray yeah. her to the court
1: as some kind of mentally ill person, and, you know, and, and, and Stephanie has to stand there, and,
0: and say that and, I'm unwell, because yeah, of I'm sick, who I am, yeah,
1: I just, It's heartbreaking. Yeah, horrible. So So then we're in Whipper's Chambers.
0: Yeah, and they're having some kind of sidebar, like with Ali and Stephanie and then also the opposing DA and like Whipper. Yeah. And basically Ali's bringing to the table this defence that she's concocted. Yeah, Trans- Trans- transvestite like, fetishism. He has the symptoms, Ah, he. You know, it started early, you can read Dr Harper's report and the DA's like, that doesn't make legal insanity. And Ali's like, we can mitigate the intent and we don't want a trial. And Whipper's like, what do you, what do you, what do you want? Like, what are you looking for? And Ali's like, basically, I want time suspended. And will plead so long as he doesn't go to jail. And again, he. (laughs) And then Whipper says, Miss Grant. So she uses the correct Mm. title. Um, Will you excuse us for a second? And Stephanie goes out. Then as soon as Stephanie's out of the room, Mm. she goes is this in his best interest? He'll go back to the street. Do you know what I mean? Like, as soon as she's it's out the really room, weird. they're like, amongst ourselves, we're going to refer to them as who he really is. Yeah. You know, he's like, often like, cuckoo land, thinking yeah. that he's a woman.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, it the grown-ups yeah, will yeah. discuss like, him as he should be uh, addressed. And I'm just like, <laughs> <yeah>. ah! <laughs> I know, I know! Because I'm just like... Yeah, like because Whipper originally goes Miss Grant, I was like, finally, someone's using the right pronoun, and then she leaves and goes to he, and yeah, I'm I like, know. what is it even worse? But
1: the thing is, like, it's that thing of, like, yeah, so Ali's referring to Stephanie as a he in front of her, and then is, like, Whippers calling her by her name, and then switching to he. it's just so...
0: Met like clearly
1: everyone is very confused and doesn't understand how to refer to stephanie like they are completely... i mean how to treat
0: her as like a respected human being i, just, I mean it's just like yeah, really it, odd uh, it's really anyway, so whipper's concern <laughs> from us i think i think whipper does have her best interests at heart too as well because she, her concern is you know if we do spare her jail, won't she just go onto the streets and that's not going to be safe, Yeah, you know? jail um, may jail actually might be, safer. be safer. and.. and Ali's arguing that, she, you know, basically she doesn't believe that she wants to turn tricks. What, what she needs is someone to give her a chance, a fresh start. and us like, well who's going to hire him? <laughs> and Ali's like, me. <laughs> and well, I was like, you? And she's like, Ali's like, yeah, me, my firm And she's like, and then Wipha just, like just Ali, looks at her like Ali, And I'm like, seriously, Cajun Fisher's hiring practices like, Oh, really? <laughs> and I had a note that was like <laughs> Broken Does Ali even have the authority to hire? <laughs> which, we, which we find out about later But that was yes. my note before yes, I saw that bit I was I like, does, does she even have the authority to say that they'll hire her? But yeah. she makes this as one of her arguments yeah, I don't completely. think they should be able to do that without some kind of proof um, But she's right, the kid does need a break and the psychologist ugh, goes, one of my fears is this is not somebody who's joined another world. Nobody's welcomed him in. He's not, ju- he's just looking to survive. He's not part of any society okay. at the moment. He needs counselling. And so Ali's like, let's just give him a chance and see. Jail count be me the, the answer. answer. And I'm, I absolutely agree with that. Like yes. people who are transgender don't Sex need to workers. be like locked up <laughs> in a yeah.
1: male prison that's where she would go.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just horrific to think about. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, that's... Horrible. Almost a death sentence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Whipper says... Uh, basically relents and says i'll continue this for the year no finding but on condition of employment starting today and ali's like thank, thank you thank you thank you. you and she runs through the door and you see this silhouette of ali and stephanie in the kind of window yeah. of the door frame and they kind of squeal, squeal. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a really nice moment and i'm like yeah. well done ali it was awful the way that she, she had, had to, to argue, argue it, it. but yeah. the right outcome she got a good outcome for um, yeah. Stephanie which is great yeah. although as I say I have questions about her hiring, uh, occasional <laughs> <fictional> <laughs> general hiring practices. So then we run to the other case of this week which is the court uh, where Richard and the reverend are having their, uh, their case. case heard and the judge is giving his verdict, Army Shimmerman is giving his, uh, Armie Shimmerman, Shimmerman even is giving his verdict and he basically says <laughs> he says, I've thought about this for a long time I never got a basketball scholarship so I'm salty assisting anybody taking a smack at the vertically challenge and I love the word salty (laughs) Um, and he basically says you know part of living in a free country is that people should be free and though laws should exist to prevent discrimination nevertheless people are entitled to their bigotries and I was like that doesn't mean we need to give a platform Yeah, 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 but basically he says if somebody's stupid or believes stupid things it must be permissible at that person's funeral for someone to say he believed these stupid things, so he basically finds in favour of like you know the totem pole political correctness thing is stupid, and he was like, at my funeral, you could say that I said that, said that, and I was just like, Ugh. Uh. and then you see Billy smirking because it's kind of his argument, essentially. yeah, exactly. And I was just like, Ugh. so he basically says, yes, Richard, you can get up at that podium and take your uncle's shot. I won't shrink from it, and I'm just like, no. Uh. Anyway. Anyway. then we're at the bar. we're at the bar and we're singing jingle bell rock. jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. elaine is grinding on some random (laughs) and we've got (laughs) stephanie and ali like dancing really carefree together and georgia and Billy and richard are sitting watching. and this
1: did make me listening to vonda shepard like sing this song was like i wish there was a vonda shepard christmas album like..
0: (gasps) i'm sure there was an ali christmas album
1: was there?
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: I know yeah. that there was a cuz I bought it. The soundtrack like Vonda Shepard, but it it they wasn't a Christmas one. They that they I did bought. two
0: soundtrack albums, oh. I believe. Um, but I I'm sure there was something like a very alley Christmas. Hang on. That me, rings a bell actually. Let me look it up. That rings a jingle bell. <laughs> a very alley Christmas. Yes. There you go. Um. Because they do an, a Christmas episode every season, at least uh, one. Yeah, so there's do. a lot of Christmas songs to get through. Fantastic. So Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. Anyway, so. george is like teasing billy and says it must be thrilling to win on an issue that's so far reaching i know being really sarcastic (laughs) and (laughs) billy's like goosebumps um and then richard is like distracted because he's looking at Ali, ali and um stephanie dancing and he goes who's the guy and george is like what guy and richard's like with ali and billy's like who is he her client she's a guy and george is like with those legs and i'm like lol
1: (laughs) and richard's like it's a guy and like george is like how can you tell and he was he goes I know every neck in the room at a glance.
0: Which I thought was funny. Yeah. So basically Georgia's like incredulous. She's like, that beautiful girl. And then Richard's like, she's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ali approaches with Stephanie. They come off the dance floor and she introduces them. So she's like, this is Stephanie Grant. And this is Georgia, Richard and Billy. And, you know, have a seat and get to know them. And Stephanie sits. And then Ali asks to speak to Richard on the dance Well, She says, I need you on the dance floor. And then she sort of, sort of throws back at um, Georgia and Billy. No alcohol. She's underage. Yeah, so, so she, she is, must be under twenty one then yeah, yeah, in that case. Yeah, um, and then Richard, as a whisper as they walk off, goes, "She's no she either." And yeah. I'm like, <gasps> "All right." <"There's> no need. <laughs> and then Richard. Then 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 the kind of scene changes. It's a bit, or it's certainly like one song later. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, the vibes change because Vonda's singing the Chipmunk song. Um, so it's like. And um, plain the go, the loop, the loop, Oh, was that spell one, uh, okay. La, hoo, la, hoo, I don't know that la, one. La, la, la. Not, uh, imagine it in a chipmunk voice.
1: Oh, I don't think yeah. I want to. I
0: mean, I prefer Wanda's version. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I liked,
1: uh, like, I remember liking it. Like, I'm not sure I'm gonna like Come the on. chipmunk version.
0: I'm gonna get it for you now. Uh. <laughs>
1: No, I hate it. <laughs> no, I, I hate, I hate it. it. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. No, but I don't understand how that shit even gets made. Like, who the fuck buys that? Kids. Ugh. Anyway, Kids.
0: <laughs> Ali's. They're slow dancing to it because Wanda does a nice version. Um, yeah, she says, Wanda does a much better version. Uh, anyway. Richard says, uh, sorry. Ali says to Richard that she hired him. And Richard's like, excuse me. <laughs> and Annie's like, I know I had no right. And I'm like, not <laughs> quite. <laughs> but she said that, you know, it was the employment that saves her from jail. And, you know, and she is amazing. And yeah. she was like, I, and I thought, doesn't word processing need help? And I was like, word processing? What is that? It's admin. <laughs> That'll be admin. 90s office. Oh, yeah, 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 um, So anyway, Richard, Richard is like, we're not actually hiring because we've, with, you know, with all this time defending ourselves it's been a really lousy fourth quarter and I was like, finally, some insight into Cajun fishing commercials <laughs> so, you're so like, like, show me the spreadsheets right now I know, I'm just like, <laughs> how are they making any money with all this stuff um, so Ali offers to deduct the wages from her salary, which is very sweet of her, but Richard's like no, I, I won't do that but so Ali's like, so he can work for us. And Richard's like, yeah. And then she says, he he. By the way, he wants to be a she as far as the rest of the personnel goes. And I'm like, how about how you go? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> seriously? It's too late now. It's gonna be like all over the office as soon as Elaine knows. Like, I know. it's just.
0: Oh, uh, it's just really problematic.
1: Uh, anyway. anyway.
0: So, Richard's, like, fine. So, Ali's basically won that battle of, like, hiring um, Stephanie, which is good. Mm -hmm. She squared it with Richard. So, whilst the song continues, Ali, um, the scene sort of shifts to Ali coming out of the lift in the office. She's obviously gone back up to pick something up, I don't know. And she basically sees John, like, his shadow, or, like, the back of him, basically. And she's, he's staring off. Uh, into space and she's sort of like, John, how long have you been there? And John's like, oh, I'm just gathering my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and John turns around and he he sort of says, do you find me short? Um, because basically he's troubled by Richard's case. Um, it's really kind of brought up some feelings for him. And and Annie's kind of tries to make him feel better and says, well, you're not... She's like, I don't think that you are who Richard's uncle had in mind. I think he's thinking people that are like... Five two or five three. You're you're not tall, but well, I wouldn't consider you short. And John's not convinced. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like,
1: well, you know, there is a discrimination. Like many women wouldn't consider dating a man, you know, who isn't taller than them.
0: And it's interesting because I'm a tall woman, and I'm I feel I'm definitely guilty. Yeah, I am as well. Totally guilty. I am. Um, yeah. And I'm, but I am tall. But then I don't know, like. It's given me a bit of a crisis because I'm like, oh my god, how many men did I just discount because yeah, they weren't no, the right I think, height? Do I you think know what that's mean? true, and I think I mean I have dated men who are shorter than me, but I found it very difficult to get past the yeah, height difference. Yeah, yeah, um, and that says more about me than it does about yeah, anyone else. Yeah, um, oh yeah, I I don't know, it just made me feel like a giraffe.
1: Yeah, I think it feeds into that thing, doesn't it? Of like, if you're a tall woman and you're dating someone who's shorter than you, it makes you feel, like, less feminine, because women are supposed to be smaller and daintier
0: than their male counterparts. To be fair to me, the reason those relationships didn't... First of all, let's let's be be fair fair to (laughs) me. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is the reason... (laughs) (laughs) self-care. So, to be fair to me, yeah, go on. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, the reason those relationships didn't progress, I don't think, was because of the height difference. Right, yeah. At all, there it was other more reasons. than that, yeah. But, I it, it, I can't deny it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't no, the back of my mind. Yeah, uh, no, exactly. I, and I found I, it very hard to be comfortable with myself. Yes. In that kind of yeah. dynamic. Which I think is sad for me. Because, yeah. you know, there are perfectly amazing guys out there who Completely. aren't as tall as I am. No no but you know and and i think it is a societal thing it, it is it is because it's that that thing, says it, that the man should be able gender to protect roles.
1: you yeah it's gender roles it's that thing of like men are supposed to be big and strong and you know dominant yeah and women are supposed to be small and dainty and and be less than basically yeah so when that is sort of physically flipped yeah it you, you it can
0: feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not really It's a load did, of rubbish. Yeah. Like it's it's a le- Well no because but, I don't feel like I ever want protecting in any other real no, way. Exactly.
1: So it, it's a load of you know, it, it's a complete construct that that is It isn't helpful to anyone, really.
0: No. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, when I was listening to John, I was like, oh, God, I'm a monster.
2: Like, (laughs) what have I done?
0: But to be fair to me. (laughs) To be fair to me. Those other men were assholes. No, Um, So So, but basically, um, Ali makes the excuse of, I probably wouldn't consider dating you because you're my boss. But otherwise, I would consider it. I'm sure I would. But anyway, um, John's being really cute in this scene, like quite attractive because she, he's sort of like, I'm almost done, you know, if you could excuse me. And he just looks really sweet. He's like, I'm just going to collect my thoughts. And I's like, yeah, fine. And she kind of walks off and then turns back and looks at him and John just sort of rubs his brow and it's just kind of a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is, this is actually showing kind of, this is the impact, like this is the effect of what shouting bigotry loud and proud does it alienates people and you know because john is clearly a bit disturbed by that yeah it has and he's the one that is left alone up in the office doing the emotional labor of how to manage his own alienation from his partner in in the firm who's downstairs like Drinking it up with his with his you know his one yeah, you know. like the down at the bar, yeah, and John's the one having to you know kind of manage his feelings around it, yeah, so that he can move forward, yeah, and it's just like this isn't fair, he's not done anything wrong, no, it isn't,
0: and and he is <sighs> it's i I think Ali feels i think there's you definitely feel a connection between the two of them at the end of that scene like she's i don't get the sense that she's just saying things to make him feel better i think she genuinely does like him yeah and and he and and he comes across as someone who absolutely is worthy of being liked like Uh, he's such a sweet smart smart you know you know Sensitive, yeah, a sensitive man he, yeah you know, and he's just taken some time of his thoughts and he's very cute and i feel sorry for him <laughs> um so and i don't mean cute in a derogatory like oh small person cute sort of way, I mean cute as way it. yeah oh, you're you're you know attractive you're a sweet person um yeah. yeah um so uh then we have another scene which is that uh very i don't even know what
1: to say about this okay so we're in the office the next day it's and upsetting. it's clearly I
0: stephanie's can first. we just take a moment okay <laughs> <laughs> laura
1: jane would like to take a moment <sighs> can we all pause yeah
0: okay no we i'm done
1: we can move on yeah, okay right. so prepare yourself listeners because this is going to be rough yeah so basically we're in the office the next day and it's clearly sort
0: of Stephanie's first day working at Cage and Fish. Well, I think, actually, I think it's the day before the, her first day they mention that. Oh, is it? Yeah, because, um, I think one of them says you officially start tomorrow. Oh, okay. But yeah.
1: basically Elaine is, like, explaining the Onboarding job. her, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so basically <sighs> Elaine says... If there's anything you need, though, of course, you already have what most women want.
0: <laughs> so someone's
1: told Elaine. Yeah. And yeah, Stephanie goes, I've got a note here going, Ugh, shut up, Elaine. Yeah, like right. Stephanie's like, I beg your pardon. And Elaine goes, that was a pun. I'm sort of a wordsmith slash office administrator. At which point I
0: was like, A, that wasn't a pun. And B, no. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. And then she sits on Ali's desk in front of Stephanie and, like, crosses her legs really seductively. Yeah, she's very,
1: being very coquettish <laughs> yeah. with her. And, and just being like, oh, I had to list you as male. For insurance for purposes. For insurance purposes. It's not a slight. I just don't want them denying coverage.
0: And I'm like, why do you have to mention all of this? Yeah. In this way? Do you know what I mean? Like, i Anyway, um, mm. Stephanie has been holding some sort of garment yeah. and Elaine notices and is like, oh, how much do you want for this? And Stephanie's like, no, it's a gift for somebody. And Elaine's like, oh, like, affronted that it's not something she can have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the end of that horrible Horrible, car crash of a scene. Horrible um, and then we're in church and it's clear that it's um, Richard's uncle's memorial. Eudity, and Richard is yeah. doing the eulogy at the pulpit.
2: First off, I'd just like to thank you all for coming. My uncle always said he knew his memorial service would be filled if for no other reason people would want to make sure he's really dead. In addition to being like a father figure to me, he was a very special man. Impulsive, hated diplomacy. And for his funeral, it was important to him that people just tip their hat and remember him. Remember how he was. He didn't want tears. But 2 days before his death he squeezed my hand and said, "Don't let them cry. Don't paint me a saint and don't let them cry." So I won't. He was good, bad, caring and sensitive, was loud, charitable, Like some people for silly reasons, just like others for sillier reasons. He said, life's just a stupid game. It doesn't matter what you do or what you have. If you're loved in the end, then you win. (laughs) He wins. (laughs) I
1: just, I, I think, like... I think this just shows the beauty of this writing is that even though I don't agree with the fact uh, Richard's whole case like this episode and the fact that he's won it, oh, although I don't, I, agree I don't, the, I don't agree yeah. with the principle of it, I still find this eulogy like moving. moving. It did make me shed a tear when he goes. He wins. It's like he wins. It's just like. <laughs>
0: It's, it's always sad to see someone or a character that you care about go through something painful yes. and we know that this death has really upset richard and richard has many faults but deep down i think he tries to do the right thing yeah where where he can for the most part yeah he's got some questionable ethics and models yeah. at, on lots of occasions but he clearly has got some issues from his childhood and this man was A father figure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So clearly, there's some issues with his own dad there, yeah. That we don't know too much about yet, but it's just like, and he's gone, and poor Richard, yeah, who suffers from the the symptoms of toxic masculinity, is having to deal with that, and it's heartbreaking to watch, yeah. Um, So you know, the fact that he's able to get through that eulogy, it's just really, it's really sad. Then, then we have the queen Jennifer Holiday uh, yeah. who we see for the first time yes. in this episode as well. Yes. She is the choir like the lead singer or the soloist I yes, guess, from the, soloist, the lead singer yeah. Like yeah she's a soloist in the choir yeah so yeah so she sings Randy Newman's Short People. Now this was the first time I'd ever heard of this song. Yes. And when I, I first heard it in this episode I thought it was a song that they'd just made up for the show. I had no idea it was an actual yeah, song. Yeah you by know what Randy I
1: Newman. think I I think I thought the same thing yeah
0: because I was like who would write
1: a song, a song about, about short, short people,
0: people. <laughs> yeah. now we're from a family of tall people and I just my main memory of hearing for this for the first time is just laughing All of us so cracking so
1: yeah hard
0: yeah so hard because Jennifer's performance is
1: dedicated out of this
0: world <laughs> out of this world amazing like she sings that song like her life depends on it <laughs> her singing no
1: and also i think also what's hilarious is that she starts singing with this like you say amazing performance and the priest looks fucking mortified
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: he's just like what the fuck and yeah suddenly we're in this big song and clap dance dance. number singing about how short people got no reason to live (laughs)
0: um yeah i mean it's um it's interesting because she does like the first verse or whatever and then the there's like an an intercut scene where it goes back to the office and elaine and stephanie are kind of walking and talking and she's continuing to show around Mm. and she basically elaine's giving us some advice and says you know the only thing you need to know is that the men will stare we've had sexual harassment issues pretty girls like you are targets and stephanie's like See, yeah <laughs> and la's like they mentally undress us constantly their imagination and then she says oh she says their imaginations will stay clear of your parts which i'm like uh, Ugh. but she says this place is pretty pig infested but otherwise it's a great place to work you'll love it yeah I'm like how is this a nice introduction this to is Stephanie? like
1: why why do you keep referencing her genitals
0: like for fuck's sake i mean she's fascinated by yeah, it Yeah, really.
1: it's it's just
0: it's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's really fucking horrible. Yeah. It's awful. It's horrible. I mean, it could be construed as a form of workplace bullying. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Right? Definitely. I think Elaine would think, oh, I'm just having a bit of fun, but it's not. No, it's not fun to be fun. on the receiving end of that. No. No. Any, any kind of difference between someone and the rest of the, a workplace is not a nice thing to have pointed out in that way. No. no. Um, anyway then after that weird like interjection we go back to Jennifer singing in the and it's this is where they get into like the gospel really ramps up in this song yeah, she's yeah. like We see the whole congregation starts to get up and clap, and even like Richard's laughing, Whippers laughing, Ali's smirking. John, however, is having Making a very unlovable. uncomfortable time. Yeah, like everyone gets up and dances, but John is having has this some kind of weird like wrestling match with a con a big black woman congregation member, member yeah. they're like going back because like this congregation member is like trying to be like yay praise jesus short people and like leaning on john and john's like get off me i yeah. don't want to be like celebrating yeah, to this, this is song." More. and he ends up kind of sinking down onto the floor yeah the tune.
1: and and also you get a shot of richard dancing with a short really short yeah. black lady yeah and it's that thing of it really annoys me when tv shows do this because it's like look see it's okay we've got a short person dancing to short people got no reason to live therefore it's okay it's all fine like it's i've like, got a black
0: friend it's exactly <laughs> yeah. that it's
1: yeah. like oh it's fine for me to use the n-word because my one black friend yeah. thinks it's absolutely cool and fine and no problem so it's yeah. absolutely fine for me to use it yeah and it's like no no it isn't it just Uh, it it just really really annoyed me that that was in there as well
0: like see it's fine it's all cool yeah so i mean poor john has a really tough time in that song but um yeah and and i don't know how i feel about it because i i love jennifer holiday's performance yes i actually think the song is was written. I don't know much. I can't. Pretend that I don't know much about the song.
1: No, I think I've seen something where the song was written as a
0: parody. parody that's what I like. Thought, like it it's wasn't. A satire, it wasn't written as is like is yeah. The right word?
1: No, it wasn't written to be taken Literally. seriously. Yeah.
0: So basically, he's talks about the fact that it's. it's he's re- wrote the song to be from the point of view of a uh, anonymous kind of biased narrator yeah. and he was like some, like lots of listeners have misunderstood that as assuming that it reflected his personal viewpoint and it yes. absolutely didn't. I think he was making a point about how ridiculous prejudice yes. is using shortness as, as a
1: as an example. Exactly. So it, it's not a straightforward thing.
0: <sighs> and it's and it's interesting because when you think about John um, John if you think about Richard's intent with the eulogy he wasn't intending to sit up there and say his uncle had every right to hate short people and he was on the right he was he said you know he disliked people for stupid reasons and that makes him a flawed human being but it's who he was as a human being and i want to be able to say that i don't want to paint him as some kind of i don't want to like whitewash his i don't think he wanted to go up there and endorse it he wanted to go up there and say that was who he was and However, it's probably it's a gray area it's like really, it's really great it's that
1: thing of like i've got a note here that's like but if this was a song about you know you swap out any of those that that group you know if you just put you know black people yeah,
0: oh Absolutely Black people, but no I think that was the, I think that was Randy Newman's Women point. No
1: Reason to Live. I think
0: that was Randy Newman's point in writing the song to parody. Yeah, I know. Say, uh, and
1: I think I think yeah, in order to understand that scene you have to understand the history of that song. Yeah. And that's not necessarily something it's anyone is is gonna gonna yeah. have. Yeah. Like we have we had to look it up yeah. to understand the context in which that song was written. Yeah, I
0: don't know how many and, people
1: would understand that. And yeah. no, I don't I don't know how many so if it was so if there was a, a song that on first listen sounds racist but actually it was written in the context of parodying racism or or parodying sexism or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but if you don't know that, if that's just been lifted up and placed into a gospel choir singing and clapping and look it looks like a celebration of that bigotry that's what it looks
0: like yeah it does although i'm trying to think when i did watch it for the first time and i didn't know any of the context when i heard it i think i had an understanding that this was meant to come across as a ridiculous ridiculous lyrics because why would you ever want short people not to live Uh, i i think it was funny. Yeah, it
1: was very. I remember finding the lyrics very funny.
0: Yeah, because of the ridiculousness mm. of the sentiment. Yeah. yeah, like no, like I don't think either of us or anyone watching it would have think would have thought. Oh well, that's that's a viewpoint to be taken seriously and celebrated. Yes, yes. Do you know what However, I mean? However, I feel
1: like it still comes across as a celebration, and I feel like that's my issue with it because I kind of feel like. So their whole argument was we should be able to stand up and say that he had this bigotry. Yeah. And that's that. Like, because that's part of who he was. Yeah. But to me, that is not, that is disingenuous because that is not what you actually did. Right. You didn't stand up and acknowledge it. You stand up and celebrated it.
0: But, yeah, so...
1: Because you put it in a fucking happy clappy song.
0: But I think the net so because i feel like the nature of that song you know if we watched that song as two young teenage girls that had no concepts of randy newman or the origin of that song or the context of why that song was written and yet we walked away from that thinking well that's obviously a song meant to make his bigotry look ridiculous but then someone like john Kay just sat in that but well that's the other thing is that the fact that the show portrays john as being uncomfortable shows that actually having any kind of bigotry is not a good thing no it impacts people yeah yeah so uh, yeah it was a really there's so many different ways of interpreting interpreting it it. Yeah, yeah um i find i mean i like to think that uh, I personally They chose that song Richard chose that song specifically Because of the context And because it's meant to highlight How ridiculous his bigotry was
1: and I think that that's wanted, debatable and, and, Yeah but I, I I, don't know that that I, I just mm, I, I just feel like I don't understand Why you would want to celebrate This element of a person I don't understand the Intention to do this
0: yeah. Oh really. I mean don't. I probably wouldn't ask to do it, but no, I, I would I... ask Jennifer Holliday to sing the <laughs> at the funeral. So there you go. Um anyway, so Georgia they're all coming back out to the office after that song. Uh, <laughs> that after, song after dance. the after the funeral. Um, and Georgia's going, Well that was original <laughs> Um, and Ali bumps into Stephanie. Well,
1: Stephanie, like, immediately runs over to Ali. Yes. Like, I get the impression Stephanie's been waiting for Ali like, to come in. Like a puppy. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and it's like, I made this for you last night. Um, and Ali's like, For me? Oh my god, I have to go and try it on. Yeah. Um, and and George is like, Where did he, he get those legs? Ah. Yeah. And Richard goes, It gets more interesting around here. And then Billy kind of pulls richard aside and says richard don't let them cry it's don't let yourself cry that's what it is yeah and and billy and and richard's like i don't know what you're talking Plain about I'm trying to follow. yeah um, and billy just goes i'm really sorry for your loss. loss and he just has like a moment with richard which just i thought being was really serious sweet. acknowledgement really of, sweet you've had a really painful loss and it's okay to be sad about yeah, it. yeah yeah and as a man telling another man it's okay. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's is, just like that's important. Well done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm glad they showed that moment. Yes. So yeah. So then we're in the bathroom, and Ali is trying on Stephanie's dress that she's made her, and she loves it. And then Stephanie goes, "Oh, we might want to take it in at the death." Uh, sorry, we might want to take it in at the waist. Yeah. And Ali goes, "Oh, I can eat a donut. It will be perfect." To which I put, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely gonna do that, Ali. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> um basically stephanie's made it for her because she's she's like i'm so you know how can how can i ever thank you you've saved my life and that's when we hear a flush and john comes out of the stall and he's like ladies yes <laughs> um and ali's like look stephanie made this dress for me and whatever and and john's being weird like he's being quite awkward he's like that's quite fetching have a good afternoon welcome stephanie and like walks off yeah um and ali's like can i just i'm just gonna see john for a minute can you yeah she's like excuse me and and Um. stephanie's like sure
1: and to me like as ali walks away i I just feel like oh god stephanie looks so lost when ali is not not there there.
0: yeah (sighs) um so ali runs off to catch john yeah um and she's like oh you know i was thinking about last night in the conversation that we had and, you know, I'm still not sure about us the fact that we work together but I would enjoy going out for dinner with you and at that point John steps up on the steps so that he's taller than her I know, it's I saw so that sweet. bit I remember so so that, yeah <laughs> um, so she basically says, you know that, should we think about going out somewhere and John went to, goes to kind of answer but um, and then says, you know, we, we shall and then she kisses him on the cheek on the cheek yeah. And John's like what? And then Ali's like oh mistletoe. And John's like oh well yes indeed. And then Ali runs off and John just looks really chuffed. I know like, and he practically like skips up the stairs. So like it was cute. such a
1: cute moment. So cute. Yeah, love
0: it. So then the next thing we see, Renee and Ali are at home, and Renee's like, "You kissed him." Yeah. And Ali's like, "Oh my god, it was just like mistletoe. Like it's no big deal." Um, and it's quite a cozy scene. Like they're lighting the fire, and has yeah. got a book. Renee's just coming through to the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and Ali's like, you know, you know, it was legitimate. There was mistletoe there. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and um, Renee says, "Oh, if you kissed the rabbi." Yeah. Um, and Ali's like, "Why?" And Renee's like, "I'm the hot one here, and it's all your lips getting the chapstick." <laughs> And Ali's like, and that's because Demure is in, and you scare men. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just having this, like, banter between the two of them, and the phone rings.
1: Oh, yeah, and Renee goes, scare them? Yeah,
0: I scare them stiff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she does. Anyway, so then the phone rings, and and as she kind of comes in and is having this banter, Renee picks up the phone, and her face immediately goes very serious. Yeah. And that's when we get a huge kind of swipe cut yes. to the wrong side of town again. Yes. <laughs> Ali and Renee jump out of a police car. We know something's gone awfully wrong. It's a man is to being do, arrested. Um, Stephanie, yeah. yeah. Um, and Renee- A lot of sirens are wailing. Yeah, and you're just like, oh shit, that's an audience what? member. You're like, yeah. oh my god, oh my god, oh yeah. my god. Um, and Renee is trying, uh, Renee's a district attorney, so she's got the kind of credentials, the badge to be able to get to them passed barriers and stuff like that and she's finding out what's happened and basically the detective at the scene is like the john went crazy when he found out that jane was the guy and ali's face it's like, it's Stephanie and, like, it goes, runs.
1: It looks like the cause of death is trauma to the head. We called the parents who live in Ohio. They say they won't even they come, won't come and make, make an, an ID. ID. It's so heartbreaking. And
0: Ali just is, like, running forward. And the detective's like, she can't touch a scene. She can't touch Tina. And Renee's the one that's put... Renee's, like, obviously got higher authority than the guys standing yeah. there. Because she's like, I'm pulling rank and I'm letting her go ahead. And, and, and Ali oh. just starts
1: walking towards her body and you can see stephanie's legs and one shoe has come off yeah and you see a wig being put into an evidence bag and And then we see like stephanie's head and it's covered in blood Blood. and ali just kind of drops to her knees i'm getting upset like describing (laughs) it like she she strokes her face face, like really gently and then she lifts uh, uh she she kind of lifts like Stephanie up and kinda of hugs her. She just right rock- like, the scene it, kind of like pulls back her, her Yeah, her. Like cradling her and it is such a devastating scene. It is so like both of us right now just having to relive it. It's genuinely upsetting. Like it's so oh you made it's us love this character and you've torn her away from us in the most brutal and horrible fashion.. like she
0: just needed someone to say we love you as you are and you're accepted and I know that's what Ali.. the heartbreaking thing is that was what Ali was trying to do for her and we didn't you know. <laughs> anyway so... so the final scene of the episode is that we're back at home um, at Ali and Renee's home, and everyone is there. Which, on the one hand, I found was quite sweet that everyone rallied, but on the other hand, I was like, "Why is everyone there?" Well, Billy, like... <laughs> Billy, it's Billy, Georgia, and John that are there. So, I Renee. And, and, and Renee, but yeah, Richard and Elaine aren't there. Well, we we see why Richard isn't there in anyway. minute. Yeah. But yeah, so so Billy and Georgia are, are sort of sitting hugging each other on a chair. John is chewing on a nail. Renee and Ali are on the floor hugging each other, and. Basically, Ali's just on the sofa. Well, and um, they're sitting in front of the sofa. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And Ali is just absolutely devastated. She's tears running down her face, and she's like, "Why did he have to go back out there? I mean, he had a job. Why? Just, just basically doing what you do at these times, which is why, why, why has this happened?" And Renee's like, "We can't answer that." And then she goes, "His parents, parents didn't even parents. come." <laughs> And I've just drawn a little, heartbreaking. Oh god. (laughs) And then Renee says, he wasn't alone at the end, Ali. He had you. He didn't die alone. And Ali says,
2: Is it possible? Is it possible to love somebody only two days?
1: It just
0: goes how, to show just how what devastating impact. it is. What an impact. She yeah. made. But then Vonda, we get Vonda singing Let It Snow and it's, the sort of, the scenes are uh, snowing, it's dark and we see Richard with putting, some flowers, yeah. putting flowers on his grave.
1: Oh, not on his grave.
0: On well, his uncle's grave. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then Georgia and Billy are walking home, and a kid bumps into them, and they're like, you know, all sort of redirect the kids. Which I was like, shouldn't that kid be in bed? for <laughs> like, i <know>. How late <laughs> <is it?" laughs> and then the final montage scene is Ugh. Ali putting Stephanie's makeup on in the morgue while Renee waits for her, um, and putting her wig back on her and stuff like that, and it's just,
1: oh my god.
0: Well, you remember, she said she wanted to go to yeah. her grave pretty. Just
1: so so devastating. r.i.p stephanie.
0: she burned you, fast and she burned bright. you star. yeah. Oh.
1: I'm i just gonna have to, have to blow my moment. nose. <laughs> we're gonna take a few moments now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. oh no. that is a tough episode. that is a really
1: really rough episode. just in so many ways (laughs) like and yeah I mean I was tears streaming down my face every time I watched that episode and to me that's
0: testament to Wilson Cruz first and foremost for portraying Stephanie's character so beautifully beautifully. and I would say also to Ali for uh, well Calista Flockhart for her just Empathy yeah. towards her and wanting to help her, yes. and I'm not saying that everything not she did was perfect, perfect no, but I think a lot of that no. was to do with the time, time she than was in, anything else? Yeah,
1: completely. Um,
0: and it's just, it was just such a heartbreaking story. Uh,
1: so it's gut wrenching. It's really gut wrenching. So let's go and into. I mean, oh. when you think about the kind of time that that episode came out. I, I think it is actually, you know, we can go through it now and be like, oh my god, what are you doing? Like, you're saying all the wrong things. But at the time, like, I think it would have been pretty progressive to have a transgender character in there, have you absolutely fall in love with them, and then have them, like, really kill you emotionally by, by, Yeah. Taking them away, like really made you care. Really made you care about this person.
0: It does play into a bit of a trope around how people who are gay or LGBTQ plus being the ones that get all the tragedy on them. Yes. Yes. Like yes. they then they can't be portrayed as ever having happier, happy ending. Yeah. Um, which I suppose is one niggle, but. Yes. As you say, I think overall it was probably for the time quite a progressive Yeah, I think, because I, I
1: kind of feel like for the most part when it came to transgender representation they were either seen as freaks yeah. or as the butt of jokes. Yeah,
0: whereas this, and I, I feel kind like made an effort to portray to him be, him as a human being. Yeah, being like
1: this person is a human being, they are worthy of love yes they are worthy of compassion compassion and empathy and help and everything else a human being is entitled to yeah they are too so yeah (laughs) sorry i just keep crying retrial so richard's case
0: yeah richard's case so i would find uh, personally i'd find in favour of the reverend because i just feel like you, you do not at the end of the day have to give a platform to hate and i think that's what a lot of the whole free speech argument gets twisted yes. to allow people like UKIP a platform, people like I don't know, um, the alt-right movement, um, which I know UKIP's like a mild version of yes. <laughs> to a certain yes. extent. People like who are anti transgender, like do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so many damaging points of views are allowed to prevail in a given you know, their their fuels are stoked when people twist the free speech argument. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think, just because someone has an opinion doesn't mean they deserve to have it heard on a platform. I just feel like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't agree
1: with the principle. It's that thing of like, words matter. They have an impact. And the only reason this show is is <laughs> getting away with it in air quotes is because the the group of people that richard's uncle is is taking aim at is short people yeah if it was black people if it was women if it was gay people if it was trans people if it was disabled people like it, it, it just we would be and we had a song where people were clapping and singing about you know got no reason to live Yeah, we'd be horrified. Yeah, we there would be like no grey area. It would just be like, well, that is, that is not standing up and acknowledging someone had flaws. That is celebrating the fact that they had a bigotry, and I don't agree with celebrating yeah bigotry at all. I certainly don't think an institution should be made to be host to that.
0: Yeah, verdict of the week. The jury's back. So, what are you doing? So. A verdict of the week, I
1: find Elaine guilty. Ah. Uh, I think it's the second episode in a row I found her guilty. Yeah. I found her guilty of of being a horrendous transphobe. Like, I know that she's not the only one in the episode to say problematic things to Stephanie. Yeah. But I just feel that Elaine's treatment of Stephanie... Is what makes Stephanie feel that she cannot continue to work at Cage and Fish. Okay, I think she feels because can if you went to a job and the person designated to basically be your guide in that work and a, show you like around, buddy. Yeah, yeah. If Every time they spoke to you, every other line was a pun on your. Well, it's not
0: even a pun, that's no. the whole use of the word pun, by yeah. the like,
1: Yeah, just a comment or a Dig. joke, yeah. like in you know, air quotes, about your genitals. You would never want to see that person again. No, yeah. You would just be like, I, I cut, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. This is so uncomfortable. And it's just that that thing of like (sighs) it's that thing of like this is what kills people this is why she ended up back on the street Mm -hmm. because she didn't have to deal with people's inappropriate comments to her on the street she didn't it, it felt more comfortable on the street.
0: I was just going to say cage and fish. Like the type of sex work that Stephanie was um doing was not she was in a vulnerable position. Like I don't, we, I, we didn't get the sense that she was working for a pimp or anything like that. No. But as you say trans the, the transphobia was so rife. Yeah. And obviously, we saw what happened to her. Yeah. You know, it was a massive risk every time she went out yeah. on the street. But that was preferable. Work, but she would me, rather have yeah. done that than put up with someone like Elaine. Yeah. And I understand
1: because it and it's and that's also why suicide. Oh, I understand. That's why suicide is so prevalent amongst yeah trans people yeah. and and it it's that thing of like it's not I'm not saying that. It's Elaine's fault
0: no, that no. she is
1: on the street. No. But it's it's that thing of like th- when you are, uh, it's that constant drip, drip, drip from everywhere you turn. Someone's making a comment. And at some about, point, it's too uh, much. Uh, and, a, and it just, it's too much. And also, I think this is a perfect example of how your good intentions are not enough. Mm. Does it? Uh, there is no doubt in my mind that everyone at Cajun Fish, including Elaine wanted Stephanie to feel welcome had, you know liked Stephanie wanted Stephanie to stay and work with them but because there was a complete lack of understanding a complete lack of empathy being able to put yourself in Stephanie's shoes and hear that co- like at no point did it not occur to Elaine that she would be uncomfortable if yeah. someone kept talking about her fucking genitals. Yeah. It it just... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you say it with a smile. It doesn't matter if you wrap it up in like a coquettish little package. It matters hugely how we talk to each other. And I feel like Elaine, at best, at very best, she's been extremely... Careless oh, yeah. with the way she has treated and spoken to Stephanie, and
0: it it mattered, and she let her down. And you just don't know if your comment is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. No matter how, you know, how much you think, oh, well, I, I didn't mean it like that. Like, you yeah. don't know how the other person is going to do that, so no, you just don't. don't do it. Like, your intentions,
1: whether it be like it just, it's the impact that it has that is the more important thing. Yeah. So put your ambitions of being a wordsmith to the side. Yeah. And stop being an asshole and talk well, to her
0: properly. This comes on with to respect. my uh, verdict of the week. Because yeah. I had to find Stephanie not guilty for putting up with all of yeah. the assholery. Because yeah. she was too good for this world. Yeah. Truth. Facts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we're both really upset that stephanie died she it's was wonderful so, unfair. so sad so sad and On that rest in power stephanie
0: yeah <sighs> okay well next episode we have another christmas episode coming um which hopefully won't be as traumatizing i oh,
1: know <laughs> fucking hell like it's just with real gut punch. it was a real like ugh.
0: Oh, another one! Another one. I know. Um, so yeah, it's the last of their Christmas episodes. Yeah, because uh,
1: this is this was clearly set at the beginning of December. Yeah, and then I think yeah, was so the one before they broke for Christmas. For Christmas, so. yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, we'll look forward to that one. In the meantime, please let us know what you thought of "Boy to the World." Yes, yeah. I mean it's one of my favourite episodes for it, sure. It, it's it's definitely
1: very well written in terms of how much it makes
0: you love stephanie it's so emotional and and yes i understand all the problems with uh the yeah, people song but it's a wonderful wonderful performance Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also like i understand why I, I i can imagine there'd be transgender people that wouldn't enjoy this this episode oh, equally, simply yes. because it's so irritating well, i imagine and it's speck- quite triggering actually. yeah to, to watch these people just completely disregards we'll just Stephanie's balls it up. identity like it's a over and over
0: again. It's yeah. a masterclass in how not to welcome a transgender person into the workplace. Yeah. Completely. Really. Completely. Um, it's uh, crazy. But um I I just think it's I just love Stephanie so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always like this episode for that reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so tell us what you thought You can email us at gmail.com. Yeah. You can tweet at us at bygonespodcast You can find us on Facebook at bygonespodcast You can find us on Instagram at bygonespod Yeah. Pause. Pod. And yeah, I mean, I guess until next time Bye Bygons.